We're live. Well, not live, but I'm recording. <laughs> Welcome to the Be Kind Podcast, the Animal Advocates Podcast, which is part of our mission to create a more compassionate world for all living creatures. Today, I am honored to be joined by John Beck and Ra, both very dedicated members of the Animal Advocates of South Central PA. Hi, everyone. Full disclosure, we're recording this on Mother's Day, and Ra is a mother, so we thank her very much for spending some of her special day chatting with us. Oh, it's my pleasure. So, Ra, could we just get started? Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with the Animal Advocates. Yeah, um, I can't remember exactly how long it's been. It's been a couple years now. I've been a member. I've helped out with VegFest the last two years, and now looking forward to whatever new opportunities we have when it presents itself. Um, I know right now we're looking at doing maybe some online opportunities to be able to virtually get people together. It's exciting. You're being very humble. You were a very big part of VegFest and anyone who saw how that all went knows it was a lot of work. So thank you very much for everything you're doing for the animal advocates. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. definitely running around. <laughs> <laughs> so how'd you initially get involved with the animal advocates? You know, I, I will admit I have four kids, so sometimes my memory gets a little foggy if it was more than maybe five minutes ago, uh, and it's been a couple years now. Um, I think I honestly had no idea. I was kind of like a vegan in the dark, and I didn't know anybody else locally. I didn't even know there were any local groups, and I saw on Facebook a friend of a friend had posted, hey, you know that there's local groups around. And I just was like, no, there's not. Um, and then through Facebook, I just met up with all of you wonderful people and realized that there are other vegans in the area. And it's been great ever since. That's good to hear because in this increasingly virtual world, we're going to be more reliant on those digital platforms. So it's good to know that's a great way for people like you to get hooked up with us. Yeah. That was a good point you brought up earlier where we are going to be rethinking our outreach strategies in light of the current situation. So stay tuned for potential new things with that. So Rod, can you tell us a little bit about your vegan journey? I'd say it's been a strange journey, probably not how other people come into it. Um, even before I was vegan, I was very aware of things like palm oil usage and looking out to avoid that. Um, and then my kids were actually diagnosed with dairy allergies. So we cut out dairy from our diets and from looking up dairy-free recipes, when you do like Google searches or Pinterest searches, a lot of things come up that are vegan. And then after looking at those recipes and trying those recipes, it all just kind of made sense because then I started looking into the aspect of how animals are treated and I always kind of knew that I didn't agree with animal agriculture but then when you actually open yourself up to become aware of what's going on and you actually allow yourself to see the reality of it it kind of makes you go well no I don't want to be a part of that so then I cut out meat and I cut out dairy and went full scope with the whole aspect of veganism in this, you know, not supporting circuses or zoos or what are my clothing made of, you know, like, is it wool to be compassionate towards everyone, not just people or just, well, I'm not going to eat them, but you know, this is okay or that's okay. And that's kind of my journey and I'm not perfect. You know, there's things that I always tell people that we live in such an imperfect world and a world that's very difficult to be vegan in. You just have to make choices and do the best you can. And I'm definitely not perfect, but I'm trying. 
So do you think you still have gone vegan if your children did not have dairy allergies? I think that was a great push. I think probably eventually I would have gotten there. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a vegetarian and my parents would tell me the typical like, no, you, you know, you need the meat, you need the protein. When you get older, you can make your own decisions. So I think probably for me personally, I would have gotten there eventually. I just don't know if it would have happened maybe as soon as it did. Because for me, once I cut out dairy, it was a very quick transition to cutting everything else out. You said your kids have allergies. Is it all of them or just some of them? Well, my youngest one is only six months. So the only milk he's had is breast milk. Right. So um, not really sure on him yet. But my, um, my oldest one, the doctor thinks that that's probably just an intolerance. Um, my middle two, they do have actual allergies. And my one daughter is so severe that even there are certain things that are labeled vegan, but they're actually like, for example, candy bar or chocolate bars. Mm -hmm. They are still processed on equipment that processes dairy. Right, she can't right. have those. Oh, wow. She will have an allergic and, reaction wow. to something if it's even processed in the same facility. Wow. So hers is the most severe, and I definitely have to watch things with her, um, but my other kids, not so much. That's unfortunate, because I've always seen those markings on the labels, like, made in the same facility, or may contain trace amounts of blah, 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 be it peanuts, dairy, or anything like that, and I usually just shrug it off, because in a world where it's so hard to be vegan, I don't want to put the extra onus on me just to not eat something, because it's on the same conveyor right. belt, but when it's a matter of life or death, that's takes food shopping to a whole other level, I'm guessing. Yeah. 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 Well, because of that, I also end up making a lot of my own things. Like I make my own chocolates around Easter and, and things like that. So it is a little bit more, but at the same time, I, for me, I feel better about doing that. I know exactly what's in what I'm making and not just for the allergy standpoint, but you know, as a mom being concerned, well, how much sugar, what kind of pesticides, things like that. So it, it works out. I always tell people it's a blessing in disguise. It's not a curse. You know, it's really not that bad. So is your whole household vegan? No, my whole household is not vegan. Um, my husband is regular omnivore. Um, he has recently decided he would like to try to eat more vegetarian, but I'm willing to acknowledge that it's very difficult. And um, him and I were married before I was vegan. So, you know, I can't put too much pressure on him. Um, but when I'm cooking, I do cook vegan and my family does eat vegan the majority of the time. My six month old now, we do plan to raise him as vegan because he's been vegan since conception so since birth he's been vegan um and then my other son he eats the most like i do he won't eat things that if if other people are having chicken and it's offered to him he won't eat it and i do talk to my kids about where things come from so they they know and they're allowed to make the choice of what they want i just want them to be educated on what they're eating so if they're offered a hamburger, they're going to know that's a cow. That was somebody. I love that perspective on things because one time I almost got into a fight with a woman who was pregnant and she was saying, I'm not, she was vegetarian or vegan or something. And she said, I'm not going to promote veganism or vegetarianism to my kid because I want my kid to make his own choice. And I basically said, you realize he's not going to be making his own choice because everyone else is going to be promoting not vegetarianism, not veganism. And so he's obviously going to choose that unless you give him evidence otherwise. 
And then she got really mad at me and I kind of let it go. Yeah, I don't know if that was good or bad, but I love how you're telling them the other side of the coin. It's not all happy cows on Ben and Jerry's. There's a darker side to it all. Right, right. And we we do see, I know it's hard for our area because we do see a lot of cows, even though there are some that are confined in tight spaces, you can drive down the road here and you can be like, wow, there's a cow two feet from the road that, you know, they look like they are happy. So I know that it's hard from our area to maybe draw that connection for everyone. Do you ever get any pushback from other parents or schools? Oh, I I do. I do. Even um, my own family. And I kind of refer to myself sometimes as a closet vegan. Only my very close family knows that I'm vegan. Um, it's just easier for me at family gatherings or at parties to just say, no, thank you, than to say, oh, well, no, thank you. I'm vegan. You know, I, I don't eat this. I don't eat that. It has eggs in it. You know, so it's just easier to politely decline than to, I don't want to argue with people. I don't, I don't want to say I don't care what other people do, but I'm going to do what's for me. And if somebody's interested, they'll ask me. Some family members that are always trying to feed my kids meat, that it feels like it's an objective of theirs to try to push meat onto my kids. Um, with the dairy thing, it's kind of, since they have actual allergies and people know that they have allergies, then they know to be aware of that. But a lot of people just don't even realize how much dairy is in things. It's in a lot of surprising things, even salt and vinegar chips. They have dairy in it. Yep. So a lot of people just aren't aware or they think that they know more about how people should eat. So it's sometimes a battle, but... You'll have that with everything. Like you said, it's it's really a challenge for someone with allergies like that because it is in a lot of things that you would never think of. Like you said, salt and vinegar chips or even some, you know, barbecue chips and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, or any kind, I mean, there, there's all kinds of stuff out there that you're like, oh, why, why is this in there? It doesn't make any <laughs> sense. I just saw barbecue sauce that had uh, dairy in it. I'm like, why is that a thing? Oh, yeah, why? Why? But then there'll be things, butter-flavored popcorn right. or buttered-flavored things, and you're like, are you sure there's no dairy in this? Right, like, right. that doesn't seem right. Natural butter-flavored butter or something else? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good point. I imagine with your kids of having to go to all these different parties at schools or other kids' birthday parties or play days or whatever, there's all these chips and snacks over there that really have to be careful with yeah functioning adults have a hard enough way of figuring out imagine <laughs> being a kid with right. all combine that with peer pressure and that sounds like quite a challenge yeah there with my daughter that has an actual severe allergy we we've had a couple heartaches um because of that and it it is a tough call between where they get to not where they get to socialize but you want them to be able to go and socialize and have fun but do you bring your own or where do you draw the line? How do you handle that? So we've had some times that they've been upset about things, but um, for the most part, they've been really good about it and understanding. And I really just equate that to the fact that, you know, I don't try to lie to them about things or where things come from. I try to be honest with them and I feel like they have an understanding. And because of that, they're better able to understand how things work or why things are. That was another one of my questions was, 
do your children understand the full extent a lot of the animal exploitation that's going on in the world? I think they do. Um, there's a lot of videos that I watch, and even though it's hard for me to watch, I feel like it's important for me to watch that I don't want them to see because, I mean, my, my oldest daughter, she's 13, so she's getting into the age now where I think she can handle some of this stuff, but a lot of it I feel is just too graphic. But yeah, I will still talk to them about it and maybe i won't go into as much detail but i always come back to is that how you would want to be treated you know we, when everyone right now is saying oh i'm crazy sitting in my house i feel like i'm in prison okay well if that's not how you want to be treated if you don't like that then why would you treat an animal like that that is somebody and they don't like to be treated like that either so just explaining it i i feel like Sometimes we feel like, oh, they're just kids, but they understand more a lot of times than what we think we give them credit for. Do you have any advice or tips for parents looking to speak to their kids about veganism or children in general? I'd say it really depends on the child. And, and I know that that's hard, but children come in a whole range of maturity and a whole rainbow of emotions and personalities. And if it's your own child, you just have to know your child and know how they react and respond to things. If it's somebody else's child, I normally veer on the this side of caution and don't don't say too like say less than too much because you don't know how the parents are going to react or or something like that. But if if a child is going to ask a question, always just answer it as openly and honestly as you can. You know, definitely try to keep in mind maybe their age and and how they would respond to it but but yeah be honest about it and it, it's okay to say you know that hamburger came from a cow that that was a, a live a living being I, i'm also very weird and i refer to animals as non-human people you know my dog's a person too just a non-human person and my kids think that's funny. They laugh at me, but I like it. It's okay. <laughs> I have to look up the definition of person after this podcast now to see. If <laughs> <laughs> now that's actually like excellent of, uh, advice, and you know, just being honest is so important, especially to yeah. kids. You know, it's just for years. My parents would tell me, you know, Santa Claus is real and stuff like that. It's like, why lie to your children about like? <laughs> stuff like you know so trivial and when there's so many important things that you're like keeping secret from them like <laughs> you know what i mean you know what i mean but it's just i, I it's that's really awesome that you're honest about that yeah, especially thanks. that thanks and the consequences of withholding that truth are so much more dire than santa claus than that right right <laughs> it's literally a matter of life and death yeah so eventually you do a lot of your own cooking at home What's your kids or your family's favorite go-to homemade snack or meal? And when can I have some? Um, <laughs> that, that's a really hard question because my kids like to eat and they like to eat a lot. <laughs> um, and I do try to make everything homemade. I mean, I don't like them eating a lot of processed food because even if it was vegan, it's still not really healthy. Right. And I am concerned about their health. You know, that's top priority. So, um Probably if they could pick, 
they would probably pick something like ice cream that they would just eat all the time. But that's a rare treat. Um, they like things a lot of good, a lot of good vegan staples that are also really cheap that we've been eating a lot of lately. Um, pastas like spaghetti and tomato sauce, even pasta with veggies, just any kind of pasta with any veggies that you have in the fridge. If there's any veggies that are getting old just throw them in with some pasta a little bit of olive oil and that's a meal my kids love it it's cheap it's easy it's quick we default to that whenever i'm low on time so yeah that's my go-to as well i, I always joke about calling myself a pastatarian because because <laughs> <laughs> it's just so much easier and it's so versatile it's amazing like you can do so much with pasta. I was about to say, Ra, you should go on the Facebook group, Badass Vegans Are Awesome, because literally every other picture is just a picture of pasta. <laughs> I, I, I am so bad about posting. I think I've posted maybe once or twice on the page. I, I will admit, I have a hard time keeping up with social media and keeping things up to date. That's not a bad thing, though. <laughs> yeah, you're not missing much. Yeah, and, and it just means that you're actually, like, doing something with your life <laughs> i mean i've been trying to scroll to the end of facebook for hours now and i still haven't gotten to the end it's crazy <laughs> but yeah actually since we're on the topic of having a life um what have you been doing uh with the with the whole situation going on these days i i know you said earlier that you've been doing deliveries and stuff like that can you tell us more about that yeah i've been once a week on sundays i deliver groceries and hot meals to my elderly relatives and some neighbors that have a hard time getting out or really shouldn't be getting out. Um, my grandpa has some lung issues. So because of something like that, he's a lot more cautious about going out. So since they really shouldn't be going out, trying to bring stuff to them works out better. Um, but it's, it's just something I've been doing on Sundays since um, I can't even tell you how many weeks now. <laughs> I don't have the time. I don't even know what day of the week it is. So. Yeah. Well, that's really awesome. Yeah, that's really great that you do that. That's, that's really Yeah, yeah. And I need to preface this next question with a, it's not a gotcha question. This is something I'm legitimately very interested in. When you deliver this food, is it all vegan food? No, it's it's not. My mom and I actually worked together to come up with a meal. So um, a lot of times, like this week, we delivered, it was a chicken breast, um, but uh, there was fruit salad that went along with it, and the fruit salad was all vegan, and then I made some bread with veggies, and that was all vegan. So everything that I contribute is vegan, and I let people know that it's vegan. Um, nice. Everyone always says that they like my food <laughs> even my people or even my family that's not vegan they always like my food but no it's it's not all because i am delivering to people that that aren't so i try to bring people things that they like but i'm not actually cooking that's something that i struggle with with a lot of the things i do because i volunteer a lot i work for a nonprofit that has a food pantry so whenever i volunteer do this and let's say we have to hand out frozen chicken or something like that Ethically, I'm very torn up inside every time I have to do that. And I was always just looking for the insights of other people. I think it's hard. I would like to I would like to see everyone eat the way that I do. I would like to see everyone eat not just vegan food, but home cooked food and, and food that is what we'd call clean and not from a box. Although there's nothing wrong with that and, and I default to stuff like that as well. I just would like to see everybody eat better 
Yeah. And I agree that there's nothing wrong with eating junk food if that's your thing, by all means. <laughs> I forget where I saw this. I think it's obviously it's on Facebook, but I forget what page it was. Junk food vegans are the best. They're in it for the animals, something like that. <laughs> like yeah, that. that's true. Even for things like work and volunteering, I don't even like going out and acquiring the food anyway, shape or form. So I always kind of wash my hands of that. But if it's there, I'll give it out. Yeah. One time I was on vacation with my family and I was running to the grocery store to pick up stuff for dinner and they go, can you pick up some eggs? And I go, no, not pick up eggs. <laughs> and then my one brother got really mad at me and it was this whole big thing and called me selfish. I said, yeah. and then It's quite yeah. the opposite, actually. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say, but I was so caught off guard, I forgot to say. Then I thought in the shower probably 10 minutes later. <laughs> Don't! <laughs> It happens to me all the time. I'm like, man, I wish I would have thought of that like hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely hard. And I, I feel like probably on a daily basis, you know, you're faced with ethical decisions of, you know, how how do I feel about this? It's something that maybe makes me feel uncomfortable, but it's doing something for somebody else. So, you know, it, it's hard. Every day you have to kind of struggle with it a little bit of, where you draw the line on what you are and are not comfortable with. You got to pick your battles sometimes too. You got to decide this is not the hill I want to die on today. I do not have the spoons to take this argument right now. I'll just load the turkey into the lady's car and go about (laughs) my business. Has your kids ever had any bad experiences with other kids because of the way they choose to live their lives? No, I, I really don't think so. I think, I mean, the only really challenges we have are with my daughter's severe allergy, um, specifically with school. The school has has given some pushback about that. And I, I that actually also opened my eyes a lot with the way that the laws are written with that. Um, kids aren't allowed to be given a milk substitute. They're not even allowed to be given water as a substitute. The way that it's written into our laws that for the dietary requirements, they must have milk. So obviously with an allergy, they're not going to force her to have right. have crazy, the milk though. carton, but they cannot give her water as a substitute. I, I always, just to be safe, I have just always packed her lunch and I always tell her, do not eat anything. Like she knows not to eat anything that anybody else gives her. And for the most part, my kids know to ask about things because that's just... When you're so little and you're brought up, okay, well, we'll ask what's in this, ask how it's made, or just politely say, no, thank you. You know, that makes it easier and that's what they're used to. But other kids, for the most part, kids are are pretty cool about things. They don't, it's usually older people, you know, (laughs) parents or the older generation, um, that, that I don't want to say stuck in their ways, but they're just the but way they that are. they were raised and the way that they're used to things, you know, that's the way it's always done. That's how things are supposed to be. But kids themselves, for the most part, they don't care. They just want to run around. They just want their lollipop and to run around and have fun. And they don't, they don't care. They might ask why you're doing something different or they might not. This is interesting because a recurring theme I've heard with a few of these podcasts is that kids nowadays aren't that bad with terms of accepting veganism in the context of things. It's no real pushback from the younger people and that people who live in the same households with people who aren't vegan, who are vegan, their non-vegan partners typically reduce their meat consumption considerably and even start leaning towards vegetarianism. So I think... 
anyone who wants to spread veganism should start living with a non-vegan and that's pretty good way to start <laughs> moving in the other direction yeah i mean that's that's been true for my house the meat consumption has definitely gone down because i'm not um i will admit that when it's my husband's birthday he loves roast so i will make him a roast on his birthday you know it's not maybe eventually someday he'll want to have something else but it's just something that it's his birthday if that's what he requests it's not about me so that's fine i can do you know, one day out of the 365, he's trying to go vegetarian and baby steps are great because we do live in an area. It's very meat, potatoes and dairy. And that's when what, what you grow up on. And it's hard to change whether it's your diet or your pattern of thinking or bad habits. It's hard for people to change. And especially when you spend all of your life up until an adult and then you're presented with something new when it's so ingrained into how you've spent your whole life it's it's hard to change i'm i'm so willing to admit that it's it's hard to change you should totally make him a seitan roast for his birthday and see what he thinks of that (laughs) (laughs) maybe test it out first before his birthday and then make it for his birthday (laughs) yeah yeah oh remember you really like this yeah yeah yeah, you like this yeah So we're coming up on half an hour. I don't like these to run too far past 30 minutes. But looking forward into the next few months or in your current involvement with the animal advocates, what are you excited about or what do you want to see happen in terms of an animal advocacy perspective? I'm excited to see what we can do online and virtually. And hopefully within the next couple of months, we'll be able to get together again. Hopefully by October, we can do the vegan trunk or treat. Um, I have my fingers crossed that by October, we'll be able to do that. Um, If not, I know that I'll have to think about other ways that we could maybe still be able to have some sort of trunk or treat. I mean, that can't be completely online but something hopefully by then but yeah lot, lots of exciting stuff with the virtual yeah i gotta say i really love the trunk or treat thing you do it, it's so much fun the kids love it it's really great i have so much fun too i'm, I'm glad to hear that, that you enjoy it too because yeah. it's it's a lot of fun for me i am so glad that we've been able to do that for the last two years and i really hope we can do it again this year yeah, it, me too it means a lot to me to be able to do that and it I think it is just so much fun but I also love Halloween and um, well your birthday is actually a day before mine so since yep. I think since we both have October birthdays we just love the stuff in that month to begin with <laughs> well Roz has been a great conversation 30 minutes just flew by and it really did if you would like to be a guest like Ra, you can send us an email at bekindpodcast at gmail.com or send us a message on Facebook on the Animal Advocates page or on make a post or comment on any of our posts. So thanks, everyone. Hope you have a very, very great day. And thank you, Ra, for being on. Thanks for having me. 